Welcome to the podcast. This is Josh Trent. This is Wellness and Wisdom. It's a podcast where we all learn to nourish the five sides of our wellness pentagon, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial wellness that we all signed up to master here on planet Earth. And if you're like us, then you have a deep desire to live your own life well. And in order to live our lives well, we get to be intentional, committed, and pure of heart in our skill set development for the arc of wellness. You know, this arc where we gather, we apply, and then most importantly, what we all want is the embodiment to embody this knowledge and information from the wise elders and teachers who came before us such that we can choose to combine it with our own life experience that becomes our own earned and unique wisdom that we can share long, long after we're gone. Today is a really potent podcast because I know it's going to feed a part of you. You clicked on this because you read the title. You have gone through a grieving process. Maybe you're in a grieving process right now. You've lost a loved one or lost someone unexpectedly. There is a healthy grieving process. Now, this healthy grieving process includes a sacred reminder of how we all get to choose to live. And that is my intention today, gently and from my heart in this solo cast. I'm sure you've seen it all over the news that Christian Oliver and his two daughters were tragically killed in a plane crash just days ago, and I've been in a grieving process ever since I heard about the news. Christian, I met on my vision quest in California, and we bonded so deeply over our work, our lives, our women, our children, and I just really miss him. And I am in the grieving process right now. I am in the reality of choice that you and I, every day, we choose to feed our vitality and our wellness, or we choose to starve it. And part of feeding our vitality is being present in acceptance to recognize that we all must die. I'm going through this grieving process right now when someone we love dies. My friend Tim Corcoran of Purpose Mountain, who I've done two vision quests with and whom has led me through so much of his own shared wisdom and quest, said in an email recently, what can you learn from Christian's death? It immediately reminds me of how short and precious life is. And it reminds me to live fully and unapologetically, to live my vision, to live this day as if it were my last. Hokahe, today is a good day to die, the old Lakota warriors would say. Christian's last post on social media was a short one that said, let love rule, wishing all of you the best for 2024. How can we honor these last words? What does it mean to let love rule in your life? For me, it invites me to further go into forgiveness for both myself and others, self-care, discipline to do what is right, and courage to live my vision. What does it mean to live the best life possible in this new year of 2024 here on earth? I believe that doing so truly honors our brother. Pray for Christian that his spirit can indeed travel back to the good, bright ancestors, right beside his two precious daughters. Pray for Christian's family, especially his wife, who I can only imagine must be going through an enormous process of grief right now. Remember that prayer has real power, and that your prayers truly make a difference to living and to the dead. Pray for him the way you would want to be prayed for if you had passed. So yes, death is not something that we need to ruminate on, but it is something that is a powerful, powerful ally to reflect on daily or weekly because it is this reminder that we all die that allows us to choose to fully live. 
So this may or may not be the perfect place for you to start and subscribe to Wellness and Wisdom. I know that if you saw the title, you're here with us for a reason. Today's podcast is about honoring a dear friend that has died and what lessons you and I can learn from the way that he chose to live. So what is death? It may seem on one side of the coin that death is this removal of life or the absence of life. And I could sit here all day and try to wax poetic and use my intellect to describe what I think death is, but we all know that science and even our egoic mind can't really describe it. Because in the same way that science can't describe exactly why there's a burst of light when the egg in the womb of a mother is fertilized by the seed of a father or why the SA node beats in the heart of all of us, there is a divine mystery that has its own timeline, its own essence, and its own direction that we all must surrender to if we are to choose to live our life well. If we choose to fight against this divine mystery, we age faster, we suffer deeper, we don't live our life as well as we can. And if we don't choose to surrender to God's will, it's this painful and difficult at times surrender to this mystery of God and to the will of our Creator, the being that created us and all things, that we can actually go through a personal process of grieving and we can come out with more light on the other side of it all. Because in death, there is deep sadness. And paradoxically, there is a deep well of gratitude that is created in all of our hearts when someone we love leaves the earth. This grieving process is what I've been in for the past four or five days. And if you yourself have been in your own grieving process, then this podcast is for you. The message that is coming from my heart today that I feel inspired to share with you is about generosity. How can we learn from the people that leave the earth as a way that we can love others from that same place of generosity? So before we begin, I want to say that this podcast is about honoring my friend and honoring my sadness around Christian and his daughters dying. True story I want to share right away because I realize that it's a service to all of us where we may tend to spiritually bypass or rush to the lesson without feeling the pain of the learning. A few days ago, I was trying to sit and record this podcast so I could honestly just stop the feeling of pain in my heart and get right to the lesson of why God has taken Christian and his two daughters from the earth. I realized it was just my ego trying to run from my own grief and my own anger and sadness about the loss of Christian. So today, I finally feel as ready as I can to speak about this. I'm not prepared to let go. I'm in the process of letting go. And the very last post of his life on Christian's Instagram, the last resounding message he shared with us, he said, let love rule, wishing you all the best for 2024. Greetings from somewhere in paradise to community and love 2024, here we come. And Christian, my brother, it feels so surreal. I can't even imagine the pain that the mother of your children is going through I'm sending you and the family my deepest heartfelt love. And I know there's nothing that I could say that would assuage the bereavement of those who love you, including me. Today is January 11th, 2024, which in numerology is a designation of an angel number. So anytime you see three ones in a row, it is a powerful and positive number that signifies the alignment of new beginnings and spiritual awakening. It's a a message a breadcrumb for you and I to pay attention to our thoughts and focus on maintaining a positive mindset, even in the face of tragedy. 
what can we learn and how can we move forward using this special day we have together? This repetition of the number one three times suggests that our thoughts and intentions are heightened. This one, one, one is a way for guardian angels to get our attention, not for you to forget, but for you and I to forgive ourselves and others. The one, one, one means that these guardian angels are giving us the power to leave our past behind. Christian and his daughters, I believe, are now guardian angels for those whom they would like to connect with. And I would like to say, but the reality is, I do not know, none of us know what's beyond. We can pontificate, we can create meanings, we can study the ancient text, but we don't know if Christian is watching us. So all we can do is look over how we handle this loss and this grief and realize that Christian is there because he's here in my heart. He's watching us. He's reminding us to live. He's reminding us to live in the way that he did with ultimate generosity of his energy, his time, and his spirit. Christian taught us to live with generosity. I was talking with my friend and Vision Quest guide, Mark Tolufsen, who's been a guest on the podcast. And in our conversation on the phone with tears, he shared with me the wisdom of Carlos Castaneda to don't let the fourth enemy in. Castaneda talks about the four enemies of the man of knowledge for a person who lives and examine life. That's what you and I do. That's why we're here. We are hungry for the examination of our life so we can live it well. And this person, this man of knowledge or woman of knowledge, learns through the various stages of personal awareness, connection, and ego dissolution. Castaneda explains that a man of knowledge must overcome four sequential challenges. Fear, clarity, power, and lastly, old age or death. The ultimate adversary, according to Castaneda, is old age. And Christian's death has put a spotlight on my own mortality and all of our mortality. The fact that we all die as a reminder to be honest about the way we are truly living. The conclusive and harshest foe that inevitably confronts us all is old age and death. Our potential for glory, the opportunity to embody completeness in the odyssey of what Castaneda calls this knowledgeable individual hinges on just this one thing, persisting through the challenges of aging, and this is key, resisting the allure of repose, apathy, and complacency. Mark was on the phone with me and he said, where are we letting death in? Where have we already let the old man in? Where have we already let death in to close our hearts, to not do the thing that fulfills our dreams, to listen to fear and believe it's true? So after grappling with fear, attaining clarity, and then mastering the wielding of power, this fourth enemy of old age and death, there may be a temptation for all of us, for all of us, when we go through loss, when we go through challenge, to believe that everything has been achieved, there's no purpose to it all, and what's the point leading to a simple rest and withdraw? But this is the paradox that Christian is teaching us. It's during this ultimate pinnacle of self-actualization, this fourth stage, that it becomes so crucial, so important to stay fervently connected to life. This is the wisdom that Buddhists proclaim. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So today, how are we chopping wood? How are we carrying water in the way that we are living a generous life? How can we honor the life of Christian and his daughters and all of those who have left the earth 
by choosing generosity, by opening our hearts, even when we're in pain. That's when it matters the most. How can we not let our past pain dictate our present potential? When we choose to love ourselves and we do our deepest work so that we can show up for the people in our lives and pour that love we have for self onto them, that is our work. That is our quest here on earth and as a human being, a human being that cares deeply about wellness and well-being. That is my deepest work, to not let my own complacency ever set in to be generous with my heart above all else. That is how Christian lived. I'll never forget he invited myself and Carrie Michelle and Nova before Naya was born to his house in Los Angeles. And he was just so generous with his time, his food, his energy, his presence. And it just makes my heart so, so happy that I got to know him for the time that I did. Because we don't know how long the people we love are going to be in our lives. And all of these things poured out of Christian from his heart, from love, his smile, his time, his energy, his acting, his expression. He wasn't perfect. No human ever is. But what brings me solace is one of the last things he shared with his beloved Taylor of three years. He told her, and she shared this in a call, that Christian finally understood. This was just days before the tragic accident, that he finally understood what it was to have true, unconditional love for someone. And that was her. And what a gift that is. What a gift he received before he left planet Earth that he finally, finally, in his 50s, understood unconditional love. Maybe that was his purpose, to experience that. It is what all of us deserve. And it makes my heart so, so happy that he got to experience that before he left. And although incredibly, deeply, painfully tragic, to which there is no timeline of exactly how long it'll hurt, possibly, and most likely forever. One thing I have is I will always remember Christian's smile and his generosity as a way for me to live my generosity in my own life. This is the ultimate lesson from Christian. This is what I want to share with you today. Please take this to heart. How can you be generous with your time and your energy? How can you live your life with an open heart, no matter what challenges you go through? How can we live our life so we do not let the enemy win? That fourth enemy that Castaneda talks about. How do we not let the old man in, no matter how old we are? How can we make a life that we look back upon and we know that we lived, we danced, we made love, and we shared from our hearts because one day we knew that we would die? And how can we become more conscious of the fact that none of these things that we stressed so deeply about, the rent, the mortgage, the perfection, the way we wore clothes, where we visited, what car we drove, anything that caused us stress that was so shallow and so meaningless. How can we become more conscious that anything we felt that was taken away from love was God teaching us and directing us towards how we can live with more love? I'm praying for Christian and his daughters, and I'm letting you know that we miss you. We love you. We thank you for being our teacher for teaching us how to love and be generous with our love because it is through that generosity that we touch the hearts of others so they may touch the hearts of those that they love. It is this loving generosity that creates a ripple in the cosmic soup. It's what cuts through the demonic energy and the negativity in the world, this cosmic lake that we're all in together, bouncing around, swimming around. May we learn from Christian. May we embody this lesson 
God, may you allow us to live with this generosity in our hearts from this day forward. We are loved, we are supported, and we are on the right path. May generosity of the heart guide you and I now and forever. Christian, I pray that you hear me on the other side, wherever you are, and know that we love you, we see you, and we cherish you. And I'm wishing you, your daughters, and all of us love and wellness.